Welcome back, fine townsfolk, to another episode of Random Encounters. I'm Nick. I'm Matt. And here we are again to talk a random monster from a random monster manual. This week we are on 3-5. I feel like it's been a long time since we did 3-5, Matt. 3-5 Monster Manual number three. One of my favorite covers of the of the 3-5s. I don't know if you can see. Oh, yeah, that is cool. It's, it's good, yeah. So we are open up to page 100. It is called a Lurking Strangler. Okay. And Matt, taking just the name Lurking Strangler, I want you to, to guess, to surmise, to extrapolate what a Lurking Strangler could look like. Keeping in mind that, that literally anything is fair game in D&D. Name, uh, um, the name is not descriptive enough for you to get any idea of what it actually looks like. But I do want, I do want to see what you get. Sure. The name, I would say first, it sounds like the, one of the names that you give to like a serial killer when you're a, a journalist kind of covering. Oh yeah. The, the events Mm -hmm. in terms of what it would look like in a fantasy setting though. I would imagine, man, the possibilities are endless. I know, right? Something with maybe long arms, Mm -hmm. large hands. Mm -hmm. I would say something that kind of lives in the shadows, maybe. Yeah. I get get two, two options in my head when I think of Lurking Strangler. Either, what are those, those little guys that explode when you kill them? They explode with light. They they have little Italian names, Gino and and uh, Mario and Luigi. Mario and Luigi, Coligni, the Coligni. Gotcha. It just feels like like a a class specification of them. Like it's a a Coligni lurking strangler because they were shadowy sure. and all that. And and also, I don't remember the name of this thing, but it's the thing. It's got really really long arms that end in kind of just like like wedges with kind of spikes in them and they kind of, they plant themselves up in the corner of a room or a, a doorway and then they reach down and pluck people up. I can't, I, boy, I wish I knew the name of it. And I, I honestly have no idea how I would look that up aside from just flipping through a book. Yeah. Multiple books. Yeah. I can't, I can't, I can't figure it out. So, so just, just wrong. Assume you're wrong. <laughs> I'm going to read you the description or, Yeah, I'm going to read you the description. A three-foot-long strand of striated muscle connects two floating eyeballs. The strand flexes and twists. Period. Come on. That's ridiculous. (laughs) I know. That is what drew me to this. (laughs) Mario and Luigi would have been a better It's like a bull. It's a bola. It's an eyebola. It's an eyebola. Yeah. But it's, yeah, it's two eyeballs. It's a, a tiny, so so that's a good a good D and D size to to what we know reference. Three this is three feet long. It is it is considered tiny. Okay. We're okay. starting to get general ideas. Five hundred feet for the the Tarasque, three feet for the, the lurking strangler. All right. We're getting there. And it's gotta fill in in spectrum. between. Yeah. <laughs> oh, and in the middle is is medium, is about five, six feet. Yeah. So, many species enjoy pets that resemble themselves. Some humans keep monkeys as companions, and some rakshasas keep house cats. Goths and beholders enjoy lurking stranglers. 
Makes sense. And a goth is just like a primitive beholder. Oh, uh, with, with black eyeliner? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> goth. It's G-A-U-T-H. Yeah, just a really emotional beholder. Yeah. Lots of, lots hot, of eyeliner. Hot topic beholder. Yep, that's right. This lesser creature acts as a companion pet and occasional spy for them. If they're not acting as a spy, I don't know what the point is, really. Yeah, exactly. Lurking stranglers are three feet long from eyeball to eyeball, and they weigh five pounds. They understand beholder and common. I didn't realize beholder was a language. I don't think we've covered that before. Yeah, maybe, no. it, maybe it is in 3.5. I, I definitely don't think I've seen it in 5e. They have neither a mouth nor any means of speaking. They communicate by twisting their bodies. A wide-open posture usually signifies assent, and a tight spiral indicates fear, tension, or disagreement. So it's like semaphore, lurking stranger semaphore, or sign language, body language. It's the weirdest Pokemon. Eyeball language? Yeah, just really just... Is there a giant eyeball? No. Not, there's gotta be. Not, there's so many of them. Come I on. know, but there's never really anything terribly creepy. If you want creepy, you gotta get into... Digimon or Yokai Watch. Like, that's really creepy. Hmm, okay. So, some stats we got here. So, he is a challenge rating of two, which is is more than anticipated. Okay. It is one more than I expected. Speed of five feet, but a fly of 20. I don't want this thing using its land speed. Is it is it using the little eyeballs for feet, or is it, like, slinking I... along like a snake? Ooh, that's a... Which one's creepier? I think using his eyeballs for feet and kind of dragging that middle part behind oh, him. Oh, but then it's then you got to clean it. That's the thing is this thing is oh, yeah, probably he, sticky. He's just picking up yeah, any just lint, debris. Lint and, and pebbles comes back to the beholder and the beholder's just furious that he has to clean it again. He's got a solution that he dips him in. Initiative of a plus four. His special attacks are eye rays and suffocate. Special qualities are all around vision. Yes. Dark vision, 60 feet, and flight. Their environment is underground. Their organization is, uh, of course, their environment's underground. They can't wear sunglasses. so they'll, That is they'll, true. And and unless they have a, a little, like, red cap following them around with eye drops, then, you know, you want to be underground where it's cool and damp. Organization is solitary or as a pet companion of a goth or beholder. Alignment is usually lawful evil. And let's get into combat. A lurking strangler primarily uses its eye rays to attack. It can use its entire body to lash at an adjacent foe. However, it prefers to keep its distance and let its eye rays defeat its enemies. Once its victims are asleep, it will coil itself around a foe and choke it to death. Whoa. Okay. So there is there are no stats for any sort of melee in here. There's nothing. It's just we've got the eye rays, which they have two eye rays that resemble a spell that's been cast by third level caster. One causes cause fear and the other produces a sleep effect. Each effect is negated with a DC save, blah, blah, blah. Cause fear. This ray works like the spell. It has a range of 30 feet. <laughs> sleep. This ray works like the spell, <laughs> except that it affects one creature with up to four hit dice. It has a range of 130 feet. How would you, or would you, differentiate the eyes producing the diff the cause fear or the sleep? Like, cosmetically, visually, 
pun now intended, visually, how would you make the eyes look different versus with sleep versus cause fear? Well, there are no eyelids. I was going to say have it. I know, right? The, the sleep one kind of come down like Garfield style. Mm, yeah, like the half lid. Yeah. Yeah. The old drowsy eye. Yep. I would say cause fear. Maybe that one is a bit more bloodshot. Ooh, um, yeah. Though sleep, if you're tired, you, right. you have bloodshot yeah. eyes as well. But I think maybe that one, the the pupil's a little bigger or something along those lines. And it's like moving around manic, like it's looking for things that it's afraid of. Exactly. Yeah, yeah it's twitchy. It's mm -hmm. it's uh, almost having like a little, like a mini seizure almost. Yeah, and the other one's uh, really lethargic. Like it, it just yes. kind of like moves slow. Yeah. Okay, yeah. I like it. Let's see. Now we have suffocate. If a lurking strangler hits a helpless foe with its lash attack, I can... Two eye rays, ranged touch. Or Okay, no, here we do have a little melee. It's a lash of plus seven. One D4, minus three. Okay. So so it, it could so it be really negative hit points. Yeah, no, it really can't. It's just, it's like hitting someone with a, a Twizzler. Not even a Twizzler, because it's, it's floppier than a Twizzler. Yeah, it's not, you would imagine maybe a wet towel, but apparently not. No. No, no, like like a Twizzler pull and peel that's been peeled already. Yes. Red rope licorice. There we go. <laughs> hanging loose in your hand. Yeah. <laughs> if a lurking strangler hits a helpless foe with its lash attack, 1d4 minus 3, it wraps itself around the victim's throat and begins to choke it. So that's really just the mechanics behind it. It's If they're saying it's a melee attack, they obviously have to put some, some damage dice in there, I guess. Sure. Although we've seen that before where it's like make a melee melee attack and then this happens, you know. You're still just rolling against AC. I don't see why they have to have damage in there. But maybe they well, maybe they thought in 3-5 like, oh, if it's a melee, it's got to have damage regardless of what that damage ends up. It's a D100 minus 3,000. Maybe I think you're you're trying to equate the two different powers though. The, the lash attack is just the simple weenie kind of it seems like it's almost a an attack of last resort mm -hmm. where the suffocate it says it hits a helpless creature yeah if it's so at that if they're asleep exactly yeah. so that at that point it's almost like a coup d'etat i would imagine it, it is it 100 is but it's 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 still using the mechanics of that lash when it hits with the lash attack on a helpless creature sure. yeah sure but yeah so i think that that's that's just there that you kind of, you would imagine you would need something. I don't know. I think maybe it's a three, five thing and they kind of did away with it, but yeah. I, I'm with you in that they, they must've said, okay, well, we know you're not going to do much damage, but you, you're not doing this to do the damage. Yeah. Uh, remember, what was it? The little thing that, the El Pluacra, the little thing that climbs into the throat. Yep. And eat your food. I think that one had like a negative attack as well. And that was also 3-5. No, that was Pathfinder, which is 3-5. So I think as much as we love 3-5 and Pathfinder, I think we're seeing, we're possibly seeing an example of those kind of extraneous numbers that they, they included in things that got polished up. They got over polished in 4E and replaced with extra extraneous numbers and then yeah. fixed in, in 5e i think 
All right. That sounds right. Back to suffocate here. It wraps itself around the victim's throat and begins to choke. In the first round, the victim falls unconscious. Zero hit points. Okay, so they don't have to be knocked out. It's just them. It's just the the victim being asleep. Yeah, that's what. It, exactly. That's how it's tied in. Okay. In the following round, she drops to negative one hit points and is dying. In the third round, she suffocates and dies. Jeez. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a that's a rush to save your save your rogue who's been knocked out, who's been put to sleep, because it's a it's a will save. No. What? So in the in the eye rays, it says each effect is negated with a DC 11 will save. Then the next sentence is the save DCs are charisma based. So it's using the lurking stranglers charisma to get that 11 DC will save. Gotcha. That's what it is. Although what how much charisma does does a <laughs> a couple of eyeballs on a on a ratty well, strand. Well, that's why it's an, only an eleven, <laughs> I suppose. Why. Even though it's a, it's a plus one. Yeah, that's it. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's what a is CR two? Right. Yeah, it is. It is. Yeah. So you would imagine the the will save would be a little bit more than that, except it is. It's just not for him. Yeah, it's it's we got our abilities here for the lurking strangler: a strength of five, understood. A a dex of nineteen. A con of 13, an int of 4, and a wisdom and charisma of 10. Okay. Yeah. So, so yeah, you've got three rounds to... Well, technically, you've got two rounds because the first round, it grabs on. So you don't even know what's going on until this thing has attached itself. Yeah. Is there some... Does it provide a mechanic for you to unattach this thing? It does not. I would say just a strength check, you know, an opposed strength check. Sure, except the the concern that I have in that regard is you first round, you're unconscious. Oh, no, for, so it have, would be for someone else, someone else oh, to well, take yeah, this that, thing off. Yeah, that I'm not. Yeah, but that's just, I mean, as a DM, you would probably never use it like this, but say you're leaning up against a tree. And, you know, taking a nap and all of a sudden you just never wake up because this thing <laughs> comes over and, and strangles you and you just don't have a chance to actually combat it, basically. To be honest, falling asleep at a tree unattended in D&D, that's that's on you. You're asking that's, for <laughs> that's that's Darwinism right there. <laughs> Thing is, this is I realize it's a tiny creature, quote unquote, but it's. How does this get around your neck unless you are sitting in a the exact way where it allows this thing to drape either over your head or like under your neck? If you you're saying like if you've fallen down and there's there's your neck, the back of your neck is like pressed to the floor. Exactly. Even if it's not pressed to the floor, you're probably looking at a fairly small opening between your neck and the floor that a, a large eyeball would not be able to wrap around a couple times. I don't know. I, I think you're getting a, a little, even for three, five, I think you're getting a little nitty gritty there because the, unless you're wearing like full plate, the, True. there's always going to be like a gap between your, your, your neck and the floor. 
usually, uh, and, and just say, okay, they fall on their side. So the, the shoulder is propping them up and it, that would leave more room. Yeah. But I, I, I don't, possible. yeah, I don't think unless they're, they're wearing full plate or on a marshmallow, I think it's okay to have this thing like wend its way through and, and kind of, and, and wrap its way around it. So you heard it here first players. Always nap on a marshmallow. Always wear a full plate made out of marshmallow. Thank you. That's just that's stay puffed. That's it. Stay puffed. Stay puffed armor gives you a negative seven to speed, but a, a negative plus twenty four to charisma. To, de- to charisma. Yeah, there we go. Thank you. <laughs> Finally, we've got all around vision, which gives them a plus four racial bonus to spot and search, and they can't be flanked. And flight, which Flight says their body is naturally buoyant. This buoyancy allows it to fly at a speed of 20 feet. It also grants it a permanent feather fall effect with personal range. Okay. And then we have excerpts of Lurking Stranglers and Eberron and Lurking Stranglers and Faerun, but but meh to, to that. <laughs> <laughs> I, I never play I never play in their worlds anyway, so. So Lurking Strangler. Pretty pretty cool, a little mininy guy, you know. Yep, a really nice bit of flavor, I think. If you're you're dealing with a beholder, you know, if you're in if you're in 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 like RP talks with a beholder, and you see one or two of these things floating around, like that's a cool touch. And then you see one later on with a spot check spying on you. True. That's cool. That's cool. Uh, it's it's kind of environmental placement to then later on tie in. And you, you go back to the beholder, you're like, I, th- I thought you trusted us. And he's like, you never trust anyone. And then he death rays you. <laughs> you thought this one out. Mm. Uh, I think it's I think that's really cool. I think it's also something that if you were able to roll up the stats and actually play a beholder to have something as your little animal companion. Sure, yeah. Yeah, I mean in 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 the in this fantasy realm of our evil c- campaign, everybody mm-hmm. wants to play a villain, everybody loves a creepy little minion or a cute little minion. So for the, True. for the behold for the person taking joy in playing a beholder, either they're going to they're going to want the 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 lurking strangler because it's creepy and it, it's it's on brand for a beholder, or they're going to want to go completely diametric opposite and have something crazy cute like a flump, or like Xanathar has a goldfish. He's the the picture of Xanathar and his goldfish on the front of Xanathar's Guide to Everything. I forget the, yep. the goldfish's name. My buddy Brian, his his party is has worked with Xanathar, and he just just. This is a classic DM thing. He offhand mentioned the goldfish or something, and they latched onto it, and now the goldfish has been a very crucial part of the story. But it, that, that's all it takes is one cute thing. One, yep. one dummy goblin who got stuck in a barrel and didn't get murdered is now the team mascot. That's true. He just <laughs> continues to wear the barrel. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. it's a small enough barrel that he can wear it like those old... Those old cartoons from the the twenties of, of people just yeah. wearing barrels, yeah, yep, because they have no clothes. That's exactly, yeah, yeah. It's it's not it's not in addition to it is their only clothing. 
Yeah. Oh, for sure. <laughs> the newest fashion. Barrel clothing. Yeah. So lurking, lurking strangler. Can we think of any other alternatives to the lurking strangler? Like the, the sneaking sniffer with two noses. You know, if we're thinking like just some creepy ass necromancer put these weird pieces together. And what minion is it for? Oh, what would, yeah, what would sniffing be? Mm. That's tough. I don't know anything that's really like scent based. I mean, some no, things have not. decent scent, like senses of smell, but I, I don't remember off the top of my head. No, I'm trying to think as well. I mean, it, even a a knoll would probably have a decent scent, mm. but you know, I don't necessarily think they would have minions. Right. However, I would I would expect a knoll to be cutting like body parts off of of their victims. Oh, so yeah. I could see that tying together. I could also see a lot like the beholder dichotomy that the the sneaking sniffer would be the minion of something that that doesn't have a nose that has no sense of smell interesting you know a doppelganger doppelgangers i've seen their 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 representation being like in their like gray gooey form not having a nose you know sure but they could just doppelgang a nose on there so it doesn't quite work <laughs> what about a the stalactite there with the oh the with the the little floppy limb, yeah, the, the kids just fought one a couple weeks ago. This is this is classic D and D. This is I know no... the Roper. Roper, yeah, the Roper, Al Roper. Yeah. yeah, what about Al Roper? <laughs> he he could use he could use a sneaking sniffer. Yeah, I mean they I guess they don't have noses, right? Do they need noses? I don't they, think they, they probably have like do. tremor sense and and all that. They don't need. They're, they're at the level of animal where they don't need to taste their food and they're they're attached, right? Oh, no, they can like slug around, can't they? Technically, they can they get might around. Be able yeah. To slowly move. Yeah. yeah. But they're, they're not, they're hunters, they're lurkers and waiters for, for prey to Good walk point. by. So, and I, they I don't necessarily need that minion. Yeah. Yeah. I, I, I think we'll, we'll tie it down to an, a big bad who, who lost his nose in battle. And now looks like Voldemort. And, yep. and that's like, that's what drove him to, to be a big bad, to miss his sense of smell. So he's so got is this... the sneaking sniffer two noses attached by a, a thin rope material? Or is it like just one nose with a couple wings sprouted out of it? That feels very Nintendo, like early Nintendo game to me. Oh yeah, it's a, like a kid icarus. A nose boss. with wings, yeah. Yeah, no, I, I see this as as just replace the eyeballs with two wedges of a nose on either side. And for him it can like float back and, and plug into his nose socket, so he's got the power of two noses. <laughs> that's, that's that is just weird. That's his biggest his his biggest, most terrifying power is he can smell with two noses. <laughs> yeah, we need we need a we need like a binder of just just washed up crappy enemies because <laughs> I, I think we've I think we've come up with a handful at this point. But that would be funny to have to have the campaign of, of the, the players. Their job is to to clean up these weenies before they they stumble upon something of power and become really powerful. 
yeah, they're they're nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, they're they still have some power, so yeah. it's not like you would be just throwing a, a level seven party against a level one enemy all the time. Right. But yeah, they just they're they're not quite the they're not Doctor Doom and they're not even Doom bots. <laughs> they're the vulture. Oh, the vulture. Yeah. <laughs> do, do we have do we have a, a, an affinity for the vulture? <laughs> no, no, not at all. I, I would I would consider him like second or third rate, right? Or maybe not. Oh, for sure. Okay, okay, good. Yeah, he's, the, he's like the last guy that they went to for the Sinister Six. Yeah. Although he's like, he, okay. he was really good in um in the the Spider-Man movie. Yes. Homecoming, yeah. But Yeah, they everybody else turned it down so they went to the Vulture. Right, That's yeah. How that happened. Yeah. Now taking taking that that idea I have the idea in my head, Matt. Let's see if you can come up with it. What happens once they've gone through the line and and taken care of all of these like low third-rate weenies after the party has 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 done done the job for for the guy hiring them to take them out well they would obviously stumble upon an actual threat the the real world beater or maybe the creature that set up all these little weenies and was trying to get them the power they needed to try uh, trying to franchise evil (laughs) Basically, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't I mean, think you're, about you're that going one. From spot to spot, <laughs> and he's just everybody's waiting on on that one artifact mm-hmm. or that one uh, spell or something along yeah. those lines. Yeah, I put in the order weeks ago. What is going on? Where's the supply yeah. chain? Where where is it? Where is it failing? Yeah, no, that's not what I was thinking of. I was thinking of that the guy that they hired turns out to be the ultimate baddie. Who was just who just hired these guys to get rid of the competition? Okay, and that's the big reveal. Is like, oh, thank you for doing all that for me, and now you die. Yeah, evil mwahaha, and then all of a sudden the, he turns yeah. into a a lich. Or the, something. the big reveal, and yeah, and then swarms of sneaking sniffers fly out. Yeah, <laughs> nothing but disappointment all around the table. <laughs> exactly. All right. Any any further thoughts? Any on the actual? What is it? Look, I had to look it up because I was I had sneaking sniffer stuck in my head. <laughs> any I fur- was waiting for you to say sneaking sniffer. <laughs> any further thoughts on the lurking strangler? The actual lurking strangler? Uh no, I don't think so. It's cool. It's, it's a little uh, guy. It's a it's a minion. Yep. It's a it's a a pet of a, a a companion. You know? Would you? Yeah. If you're I guess if your your necromancer player wanted it for a familiar, by all means, right? I would say so. It is not that powerful, so it, it's it in in no way is it game breaking. And honestly, I don't think you need to change anything out of the book. No, not at all. I would say the story hook I could see with it is maybe you have a a rash of stranglings. Mm-hmm. And you're trying to figure out what what did it? Is it just a random, you know, is it like a mob hit? Is it a, a random like serial killer, something along those lines? And then you eventually stumble upon this creature and maybe catch it in the act, something to that effect. 
which then leads you to a beholder. Mm, okay, so it's the, yeah, it's so the stepping stone. Okay, it's yeah, it's your entry point into that. Yeah, and it doesn't say, doesn't say in there like that it needs to eat. It doesn't say why it would be doing that. So I'm not. It doesn't seem like it's just kind of going off and and doing this to people. It would it would only be doing it as defense or under the instruction of the beholder having sent it to to go. Oh yeah, it. yeah, for sure. Okay, yeah, okay. So I think you know what's coming, Matt. How many sneaking sniffers would you give the leaking lurking strangler? Probably more if it was the leaking. <laughs> oh gosh. But <laughs> now I now I have to leave that in. I would have cut that out had you not called back to it. <laughs> I'm wait. I'm gonna. Okay, I've got my fingers held up. This is my this is my guess, and I don't want you to see it until you make it and until you make your your guess, and we'll see where how close I am. Deal. I would say a three for the. I got wow, it. Yeah, finally. <laughs> well, I mean, this one was kind of easy because it was fairly meh. Yeah. But I don't know. There, there have been times where I, I think it's it's a fairly inconsequential thing, and 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 you you've been been more impressed or more you've seen more potential in it than I have. Yeah, if we can hit on something really interesting, really important, really world creating with these, then it it mm-hmm. shoots that score right up. This yeah. one is is not doesn't really give you that much. Right. It's. I mean. It's. It's. It's got all all the the effect of that the little companiony miniony thing. I mean, the most value I see out of it is the the set dressing for a beholder that we said, or or a potential for a a, a wizard a, a necromancer's familiar. You know. Yep. Exactly. Well, that's it. Three sneaking sniffers for the lurking strangler. Five for the leaking strangler. Come on back next week for another random monster from a random monster manual, and we will talk to you then. Thanks so much. Bye-bye. Hey, Random Encounters is a proud member of the Feckless Momes Audio Network.